Winnipeg fans, the Jets have just finished defeating the St. Louis Blues 5-2 in what was a game in which the Jets took a, a relatively early lead, and then once they tried to coast and defend, things got a little bit frantic, and Connor Hellebuck had to do some absolutely stupendous work to shut the door on the Blues. We'll take a look at what the Jets did well and what they maybe want to work on when it comes to defending a lead in just a little bit on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. So be sure to hit that like, follow, and subscribe right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Now, taking a look at this Jets game versus the Blues, like I said in the intro, obviously the Jets. You know, they did jump out into a relatively early lead. Winnipeg had, you know, a, a, I would say a tentative start at first with the Blues. You know, both teams exchanged some solid counters, a couple of really good scoring attempts. Uh, both Thomas Grice and Connor Hellebuck were very sharp in net for the early goings. But then, you know, the Jets ended up taking a nice lead. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois on the first opportunity took advantage of some chaos in St. Louis's slot. Uh, Grice was on the ground, if I recall correctly, didn't really have a chance to make the save. And Winnipeg capitalizes on a great net front tip from Dubois to make it one nothing. After that, you started to see the Jets kind of pull away a little bit. Winnipeg in the second period, you know, very quickly adds a couple of goals from Kyle Connor and Blake Wheeler. Now, the Wheeler goal, I would say, was probably one of the most fun ones just because uh, it was a great power play sequence and saw Wheeler cashing in on a great opportunity while crossing laterally parallel to the goal line. Not something that you often see him do, right? Uh, Blake has usually been somewhere around the face-off circles. He's been taking some shots from there. He's been trying to go for snipes. This one, he sort of crashed the uh, the goal mouth and ended up capitalizing on a great rebound opportunity, making it 3 nothing for the Jets. After that, Robert Thomas kind of got Logan Stanley uh, caught a little bit in no man's land on his return to the Jets lineup. Logan had assisted on the first Jets goal and unfortunately had a little bit of an assist on this Blues goal. He got a bit turnstiled by, uh, I, I forget who it was. It was the first assister, I believe, Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, Tarasenko sets up Thomas for an easy, just real quick wrister that Hellebuck never really had a chance on. And, you know, the Blues, they get a little bit, a little bit of a sign of life. After that, you know, the Jets were like, well, you know, we, we don't really enjoy giving up the lead. And so Winnipeg in the third period sees Pierre-Luc Dubois scoring yet another goal, uh, his 13th of the season. And, you know, the Jets are up 4-1. Things are feeling pretty good. And then, you know, not long after that, Josh Levo uh, cuts that lead again back down to two goals. And the Jets are kind of, you know, they're being pushed pretty badly here. Uh, 
after Winnipeg had kind of taken the lead, you know, the, the Jets had this thing, right, with, with Paul Maurice in previous years where they would try to turtle. And we all know that when the Jets try to defend the lead, things don't always go according to plan. And, you know, the Bones team, it's kind of seen some similar issues. I think the one thing that Rick and Paul sometimes struggle with is the fact that when it comes to defending leads, the Jets just really struggle with that. You know, Winnipeg's not a team that can really sit deep, right? The Jets are kind of built to hit back on counters, and they have to keep the pressure further up the ice because the more that you have Winnipeg sitting deep in its own end, having to try and cycle the puck out and and make zone exits, the less effective Winnipeg is is actually, uh, you know, getting stuff done, especially in the in the defensive zone. Winnipeg can't do a lot of zone exits. They make a lot of failed zone attempts, and oftentimes those attempts uh, turn into counters against and turnovers. So the Jets have to be really careful with the puck management and stuff. And this was a game in which, at about the midway point, Connor Hellebuck just kind of took over. Uh, the Blues were definitely thumping tons and tons of shots on net just constantly shooting from every angle, in close, from afar, and it really put Hellebuck under a lot of stress. But the thing with Hellebuck is that he's really freaking amazing. Um, I think that's probably the easiest way to describe it. Helly, again, for yet another game, was Winnipeg's MVP. And look, the Jets scored plenty of goals. They had a pretty good performance. But I think we all know that when it comes to maybe giving opponents a little bit too much daylight, this is a problem the Jets have had in the past. This year, I would say it's not as bad. I think in previous years, the Jets constantly were you know, playing with fire every time they had a lead. This year, I, I think it's been less of an issue, and I think that's a really good reflection on the coaching staff's ability to, to get this team playing better hockey, you know, cycling more lines, and having more involvement from the depth forwards in, in defending that lead. But still, you know, some, some habits remain. Obviously, this Jets team is not going to change overnight. But, you know, I I still have to give Winnipeg props, you know, over the past couple of weeks and and months, they've shown a lot of improvements in areas where, you know, I I really wasn't sure that the Jets would ever recover, especially after uh, the Maurice era. So even though it it, it did get a little bit dicey late in this game, I think the Jets still saw this one through, Uh, you know, Cole Perfetti nabbed the fifth goal of the evening, a nice empty netter courtesy of a helping hand from Blake Wheeler and the Jets come away with a massive win because, again, it helps them keep their first place in the Central Division. And quietly, the Jets are continuing to climb up the NHL standings. You know, not only are they leading the Central, but they're in fifth place league-wide. And when you look at the teams ahead of them, like New Jersey, Boston, Vegas, a lot of these teams have already played more games than the Jets have. So Winnipeg has games in hand, and they have a chance to potentially climb even further league-wide. If you told me that the Jets would be in fifth place at this time of the year, I would not have believed you. I don't think anyone, even with their most optimistic projections, would have felt the Jets are in a top five spot league-wide. So Winnipeg, really enjoying things. And I want to talk about a couple of things that uh, really stood out in this game, uh, some some areas where I think the Jets have really improved, um, and maybe some thoughts about how Winnipeg is going to approach tomorrow's game, in which I believe they will be playing uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, there are no you know gimme games, but... If you're looking for soft opponents to try and get through, the the Hawks are going to be a really soft one relative to what you'd expect on the back end of a back-to-back. I said it's tomorrow, but it is actually today. You know, tomorrow as of this recording, right? But you know, if you're if you're excited for more Jets hockey, you've got a dose coming up tonight at uh, 8:30 p.m. Eastern, 7:30 p.m. Central. 
But of course, before uh, we talk about the Hawks game and stuff, we'll dive into those areas that the Jets have shown improvement after this special message from our sponsors at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of the sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They've got every sport from football to basketball, soccer, esports, automotive racing, triple crown horse racing when that rolls around, and so much more. I've even seen German soccer bets, which for me is kind of cool because I'm a, I'm a Borussia Dortmund fan, and so I love following the Bundesliga. And I didn't really expect to see stuff um, on, on BetOnline for the Bundesliga, but there they had matched lines and odds right there available for the taking. So, you know, you really can't go wrong here. If you want to take a break from sports, they've also got Vegas casino games because they know that, you know, your, your life might not fully revolve around sports every single second. But if it does and you're looking for even more great sports uh, content, they've got great sports podcasts, news articles and analysis to help plug you into your favorite sport at all times of the day. And as always, they are the easiest and fastest way to get your betting fix in. So if you're ready to get started, sign up for a free account at betonline.net right now on your laptop or mobile device, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are taking a look at Winnipeg's improvements in a couple of key areas that help them see them uh, through against the Blues. And I think some of these changes might be things that the Jets are, are going to be able to repeat against other opponents. And it couldn't come at a better time, especially as uh, the Jets are preparing preparing to, to, to get into the 2023 calendar year and really start to look at the second half of the season. You know, they're, they're getting closer to 30 games through so far. So obviously a lot of things have happened over the season and the Jets are continuing to try and tweak things and really learn hockey under the Rick Bowens way. Before we talk about what areas I think have really shown some growth, I just wanted to make sure that you uh, get a second listen in of the day with Locked On Sports Today. It brings you the games that matter and the biggest stories in sports and helps you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts providing you insights that only Locked On can give you. Locked On Sports Today is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube, so be sure to sauce them a like, follow, and subscription right now because, as always, we really love and appreciate your support. Now, thinking about the Jets and where they've shown some considerable growth, especially in games like these, you know, Winnipeg even strength this year has been solid, right? Not spectacular, at times middling, sometimes poor, depending on the opponent. You know, the Jets have given up a lot of opportunities and chances against teams like Dallas, Vegas, Colorado at times, yada, yada, yada. We we know that the Jets at even strength are going to be a little bit overmatched against teams that have superior skill, superior depth. Uh, and superior tactical approaches to match that. So the Jets are going to have to find other advantages, right? And the first big advantage that the Jets have is always going to be Hellebuck. This year, he's kind of in like full Vezina form. And I feel like I want to look at his like historical records and numbers, especially for like goals saved above expectation, because I feel like this year he has had, you know, one of the best years of his career. I don't know if it's a career season yet, but it's, it's feeling like it could potentially be and I hope that at the end of it, there is a special personal award for him as he continues to make a case for maybe being one of the greatest goalies of all time. We've we've seen some folks on Twitter talking around uh, talking about it. I've already you know heaped my praise on him. I think he may be the best Jets goalie we ever see in our lifetimes, and it really is is hard to overstate just how rare 
his level of consistency and performances, especially in such a crucial position where the Jets for many years didn't have that lead number one that they could rely on. But aside from Hellebuck, I mean, that's that's a pretty obvious thing, right? Where else have the Jets really improved? Surprisingly, it's been special teams. Now, I've talked about the power play being an issue this year. Um, and for the past couple of games, I guess the Jets have decided scoring goals is really fun. I don't know what exactly they've really tweaked other than a couple of different passing lanes and routes that they're trying to use a little bit more of. I think the Wheeler goal for me in this Blues game is an example of of that creativity and skill that I think earlier in the season the, the power play unit wasn't really showing. Now, look, the power play distribution still isn't fast, and I think that is something that the Jets still have to work on. But for the past couple of games, at least, they're offering different cycling motions, uh, different zone usages. You know, they might be doing more diagonal plays, uh, some lateral stuff, high to low plays. All of this uh, puck movement that can help stretch a, a PK diamond or whatever shape the PK unit is using, that's really what you want to see. I think that stuff is really crucial for the Jets. Winnipeg has a lot of really good passers, and that can help you hit pay dirt a lot faster. Also, that you know, the other thing that I think has really improved this year that I I, I was kind of shocked by is the penalty kill. I, I sort of expected, like even with Scott Arneal, right? I still thought that this PK wouldn't be all that great because historically the Jets' penalty kill, no matter who's managing it, it just hasn't been particularly great. Uh, some folks have ranked it as maybe the worst PK in the entire NHL, and I think anyone who's watched this unit could probably agree it is atrocious. Uh, especially under the Maurice era, it just it really was almost unwatchable at times. And the only reason that the Jets killed penalties was either because they got lucky with some like amazing Hellebuck saves, or Winnipeg kind of killed uh, by way of allowing the opponent to score. So yeah, not exactly a, a real penalty kill, is it? This year, though, the Jets are surrendering a lot less from extremely dangerous areas. Don't get me wrong, the PK slot defense is still not great. But in terms of trying to control where the pucks are coming in on Hellebuck, we've actually seen changes in Winnipeg's um, conceded shot densities. You know, there's less stuff from certain areas. You know, Hellebuck used to have to basically contend with a, a swath of chances from everywhere, right? Nowadays, the Jets are blocking off stuff around the faceoff circle. They're tightening up, applying more pressure on puck carriers, forcing shooters to go into really dangerous areas or to take perimeter shots. Just a, a general improvement in the structure of the PK unit, and I think that has really yielded some big results. I think for the Jets, this stuff is really crucial because um, if you're going to be break-even, right, at even strength, but you have superior special teams, superior goaltending, that can carry you a decent bit. I don't know that it's enough to win you a cup necessarily, but for the Jets to make the postseason and maybe even go through a couple of rounds, that stuff can have a big advantage, especially pre-trade deadline. I think this team has the potential to look very different with a couple of trades. And if the Jets are really wise, they might have a monster of a team here in a couple of months. So keep an eye on that. I think the Jets have shown considerable growth. I think this Blues game wasn't perfect, but Winnipeg still got the win anyways. And, you know, that that early lead that they got was enough to carry them through. So hopefully the Jets keep winning games. And in just a moment, we'll talk about what we might expect tomorrow, or I guess in this case today, if you're listening in the morning, uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks and why the Jets really should be careful and, and have to be on their toes against a, a pretty underwhelming opponent, opponent by most standards, but a team that can give the Jets some fits if they aren't careful. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing final thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. We're just wrapping up real quick with some quick thoughts on the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Jets are about to face as they uh, wrap up their back-to-back schedule against the Blues and Hawks. Obviously, the, uh, the, the, the Blackhawks and Blues have really had struggles this year, but Chicago in particular has had a, a rough go of it. Chicago's offense is is almost non-existent this season. I mean, it's not really shocking, right? They're they're tanking, and I think it's pretty obvious to everyone. That said, you know, Kane, Taves, um, Max Domi, all of these guys have had a decent season so far, some of them pacing near a point per game. Uh, Kane and Taves, obviously amongst the uh, league or uh, team leaders for the squad, all of the veteran experience that they bring, all of the scoring savvy and skill, all of that makes these two dangerous whenever they're on the ice. But in terms of whether or not the Jets should be particularly worried, I, I think they're going to be fine against this team. As long as Winnipeg can essentially do what they did last time, which is win the depth matchups, I think the Jets should have a pretty solid outing here. I would like to see David Gustafson get played more. He actually got one of the uh, the jacket awards from the Jets locker room in the Blues game for apparently <laughs> having all of the small details covered, which we've talked about before. I mean, this guy is a super genius player in terms of knowing where to be at all the right times, knowing how to create great forechecks and force plays to kind of flow through him. Uh, he also got docked about or dinged about his, his Call of Duty skills. Sorry, Gus. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of friendly fire from your, your your teammates there. But I think that that point that Pionk made about all of the details plays, that's where Gus really excels. He might not be the guy that gets on the score sheet, right? But the stuff that he does before you start seeing actual points, that's where he makes his bread and butter. The pressure that he provides on, on and off the puck, his ability to forecheck super aggressively, his space creation by essentially being a human wrecking ball, all of that stuff helps his opponents get into better scoring positions. And he actually had essentially in like a ghost assist on one of the goals tonight. I mean, Gustafson is just a huge force for this team. And I think against the team like the Blackhawks, this is a great chance for him to really show why the Jets depth can overwhelm Chicago's depth. Winnipeg's like third and fourth line could easily win their matchups. And I think the more that you start to feed these depth lines, the more the Jets are going to realize how much of a, a mismatch they have um, when it comes to other teams that frankly don't have nearly as as good two-way play from their bottom six. Now, it's not like I want to run the third line constantly because I think, you know, Saku Mandelainen, who actually exited this game with an injury, uh, his work with Lowry has been a little bit questionable. Um, but now that Mandelainen is out, we'll probably see maybe like Harkins or something coming back. I think that'll present an interesting opportunity for Harkins to really cement his place in this lineup. I feel like he probably should be in anyways. Uh, Jansen looked really refreshed once he came back um, from his moose stint, so hopefully he gets into this team. I would like to see him maybe even pot himself a hat trick against the Hawks, but you know, giving these guys ice time, giving Gustafson that ability to win those depth matchups, that's the sort of stuff that's going to help propel the Jets, uh, even in the latter stages of, stages of the season where you know, maybe the top six starts hitting a bit of a goal scoring drought. Maybe guys get a little bit fatigued. Let your depth players carry you and uh, give them a little bit more offensive support with a trade or two. So some fun stuff, but I think the Jets have a very winnable matchup. This should be a nice two points and a further, I guess, cementing of their first place status in the central division. Really strange to say that still. I mean, Winnipeg having such a strong start to the year, I think would surprise pretty much anyone, but we're all really happy to see the Jets doing well. 
the vibes are good with this team. Let me know how you feel about the squad and, and what you think of Rick Bonus's job so far in the comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Like I said, though, this is going to be it for tonight's episode. I just wanted to say thanks again for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It brings you the biggest stories plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all of your, all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.